You heard me say it, and I believe it wholeheartedly, that if you lead with identity, everything else will follow. But I've had the experience in my work of coming in contact with individuals who want what follows, but aren't willing to lead with identity. It used to bother me and I could not figure out why they did not want to lead with identity. Then it dawned on me that people think that doing identity work means that you're broken. When in fact, it has nothing to do with brokenness and it's not an attempt to fix you. Identity work is about coming in alignment with who you are and not fixing, but honoring who you are and building a brand that is most authentic to who you are. So if you're ready to leave with identity and become a supernormal superstar, visit YourSupernormal.com right now and let's do the work. Hey, what's up, everybody? Listen, if you have not heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. Number one, it's free. Yeah, I got your attention now, right? Number two, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Number three, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Number four, you can make money from your podcast. That's right. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum viewership. Number five, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So right now, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor. Dot FM to get started. What's up, everybody? You are listening to the What Now podcast, where we discuss ways of effectively addressing life's most difficult moments. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the What Now podcast. That's right, the What Now podcast, where we discuss positive ways of facing life's most difficult moments. Now, put your quotation marks around that word difficult. Matter of fact, scratch all that, scratch that word out, erase it, white it out, do whatever you have to do, and let's substitute that word with defining, or let's replace that word with defining. So, we have conversations about effective ways of facing life's most defining moments. And we understand that we call or classify these moments as defining moments now. Why? Because we have the right, the authority, and the responsibility to define those moments in our lives and not allow those moments to define us. All right? So, listen, you're listening today, you're listening tonight, Whenever you're listening, I appreciate you listening. I love each and every one of you. I value your thoughts and opinions. That's why I always open it up for your feedback. You know, you can reach out to me at info at cliftonpattyjohn.com. All right. But for the last few months, the only voice that you have heard on this podcast is mine. Why? Because on Transformation Radio, where we transform lives through purposeful conversations, regardless of how uncomfortable and unpopular those conversations are, 
you know, I invite guests on on a continuous basis to share their transformative story. But what I've decided to do is I want to open up this platform to individuals as well who have what now stories. They've had these defining moments. They're facing these defining moments and they want to share their stories with each and every one of you and maybe share some tools, techniques, and strategies that they've applied that you may be able to apply to your own life. So tonight we start where you don't just hear from me. And I know you guys enjoy my voice. Hey, I love my voice as well, but you're also going to hear from other people. All right. So sit back, relax, and enjoy tonight's interview. Zach Bellinger is Amazon's best-selling author of the book, The Hot Seat, How to Meet the Challenges of a New Era in Job Interviews. Zach is a motivational speaker, author, and career consultant. He speaks on topics including career development, job interviewing, passion and purpose, overcoming obstacles, leadership, and sales. For 14 years, he has helped high schools, colleges, nonprofit organizations, corporations, and companies reach their true potential and discover purpose and passion. He's spoken to thousands of students and professionals at conferences, colleges, companies, seminars, and training events. Featured regularly, At the University of Tennessee, Zach has also been featured by The Huffington Post, NBC, CBS, Tri-City Times, Morgan County News, Jane Jackson Careers, and several other key outlets. He's a dynamic speaker that can relate to anyone from students to working professionals needing a boost of energy. From the stage, Zach brings a passion that is contagious, an energy that is undeniable, and innovative ideas that work in today's new complex world. Zach holds a bachelor's degree in marketing from the University of Tennessee. He has over 14 years of experience in sales, leadership, motivational speaking, training, and career development. He resides in Atlanta, Georgia. Help me welcome to the show, Zach Bellinger. All right, guys, help me welcome to the show, Zach. Zach, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Cliff. Thanks for having me a part of your show tonight. Awesome, awesome. Thank you for your willingness to come on and share with our listening audience. Love to be a part of it. Can't wait to help. All right, so I always like to start every conversation with a light question, kind of like an icebreaker question. On my radio show, I always use, if you had one superpower or could have one superpower, what would it be and why? However, what I've taken and adapted here is with everything we have going on in the world, and we all endeavor to be world changers, what is one thing that you would desire to be able to change instantly that's going on right now? Coronavirus. Um, Yes. 
<laughs> by far because, you know, not only the physical toll it's taken. So a lot of people say, well, I don't know anybody that's had the coronavirus. I actually know eight people who have gotten the coronavirus. Mm. Now, luckily, um, most of them have been fine, but another person had some blood clots, unfortunately. Oh, wow. So, you know, there's a health issue, plus there's an economic issue going yes. on right now with unemployment. And then there, finally, there's a mental issue. Um, people are isolated. This is how we're having to communicate. And then it becomes, unfortunately, mental illness begins to spike. So true. But can we stay right there on that mental illness component? Because that is very dear to me is very dear to me as one who has and i always use this terminology has survived depression you know i in the beginning i did not acknowledge the seriousness of depression uh sometimes i used to think people use it as an excuse to get away with not doing certain things until that thing hit home for me now what are some things that some people can do being home, you know, dealing with the financial aspect of it? And even with some people, this has caused some relationships to realize, I just don't want to be with you. This is too much for me. So with individuals that are facing these hard times in their lives, what are some, what are some advice that you would give them? You know, that's a great question. I go back to when I was in college because me and you have actually similar stories. And see, in our culture, being men, we're not supposed to admit when we have a mental illness. No. And then it automatically makes you crazy or something like that. Yep. You automatically get stigmatized. But I have a similar story. So I was in college and I used to get canker sores in my mouth all the time. Canker sores are wounds that happen over stress and worrying. Mm -hmm. And, um, I had failed an accounting test in college, and I'll never forget, I locked myself in the room and slept about 20 hours. And the mm. depression and the isolation began for me, and I actually had a roommate at the time who was my best friend in college that helped me seek some help in the medical field where we could maybe get on a pharmaceutical option. And that's what I did. And so I would encourage your audience, if you're out there and you're suffering from depression or anxiety, and these are times have got you down, call a friend, call a mentor, call the suicide prevention helpline. There's people and volunteers in your community that will partner with you and get you help that you need. You know, and that's for, you know, very serious. Mm -hmm. Other things we can do is we can exercise. Yeah. So if we start to get down, you know, I find myself, Cliff, just starting to eat chips and laying around and three hours yes. later, I've watched two different shows. Don't and I then, I, then I'm reading the news <laughs> and wonder why I'm depressed. And so I think <laughs> going for a run or getting those endorphins yeah. going and staying in shape is is a key component as well and also you know i've read studies about this don't read the news when you first get out of bed or watch the news get up yeah. and enjoy the morning read something positive get those have your cup of coffee look at the sunset enjoy life a little bit precious each moment you have don't go straight to that because the news is real negative now i'm not saying be uneducated and don't read and don't follow the news but at the same time we can pick and choose when we watch the news absolutely and i want to hit a couple of things that you said about the exercise exercises actually would help me through it it really helped me through it because before i fell in that state of depression i used to exercise regularly sometimes i was at the gym two times a day 
And I remember being on my therapist's couch and I was talking to him and he was like, were you exercising anymore? And I mean, clearly you could tell I wasn't. I mean, <laughs> I'm sitting here, I'm telling him, I'm like, you're asking me that you can't see that I'm not, you know, and I begin to exercise again. And the more I begin to exercise again, the more I realize, wait a minute, I'm not having these bouts as much as I used to have them. And then the second part you said, you were talking about watching the news when you first get up. I also encourage people not to get on social media when they first get up because that's the foundation of your day. You know, you, you jumpstarting your day with, if you're doing the social media, you're going to compare yourself to everybody. And you don't even realize that some of the people are giving you lies anyway. They're just, you know, it's just, I'm going to post this to make my life look so great. And that's not the reality. And then when you're looking at the news, like you said, there's so much negativity going on that you need to give yourself that time to either meditate or whatever your morning routine is to give your body that jump start from a positive perspective. So when you watch the news, you're not looking at it from the same vantage point. Absolutely. You're spot on. I, I talk to a lot of college students and high school students, and I really encourage them. I, I make fun of the Facebook lifestyle a lot because, you know, we don't post when we're ugly and we don't post no. junk cars <laughs> and we don't post, um, you know, uh, wallets from Kmart. We post Louis Vuitton. We post Porsches. Yep. Um, yep. We post when we're kissing and loving our uh, wives yep. or husbands, but in those moments, we all know that's a facade, you know, and, and, and so I know people in, in my life that actually, I know what's going on in their story, but according exactly. to their Instagram, it's exactly. all rainbows and sunshine, so <laughs> you, you hit the nail on the head right there. And let's talk about that for a minute because you are an Amazon best uh, seller. You are a speaker. Uh, you you travel. You're, you're motivating individuals. You're encouraging other individuals. But on the show, I always love. This is why I do this show and the radio show is because of what you just said. That there's another side to it. There's another side to it. People look and they see the success, but they don't see the layers that came along with that success. Can you share uh, some of your personal journey to how you got from where you were to where you are now? Yeah, I think for me, one of my biggest setbacks in life was being diagnosed with Meniere's disease. So at a young age, about 12 years old, I started getting really violent dizzy spells. And they thought it was might be Meniere's disease, but I didn't think much of it because it wasn't really a big issue. But I would have dizzy spells. Nobody could really figure it out. And then when I got uh, about 25, 26, a doctor diagnosed me and said, absolutely, you do have a Meniere's disease and you have a very severe case of it. And what Meniere's disease does is it causes tinnitus, which is ringing in the ears. So one day, Cliff, I woke up with two freight trains running down the side of my ears. I remember having the TV on max level volume. And I remember going to doctors and trying pills and holistic approaches and just failed procedures. And one doctor had a second opinion I saw, he said, you know, there's triggers for Meniere's disease. And I couldn't hear anything at that time. And he said, how's your life? And I was like, why is the doctor asking me about my life? I said, mm -hmm. well, I mean, it's pretty stressful with my job. Um, he said, how stressful? And he started 
examined that and he said, stress is actually a trigger from a Nears disease. And I was oh, wow. like, well, this doctor's crazy. How can you get rid of stress? <laughs> Everybody's got stress. You don't give me a break. But then I got to learn more about it. And the more I read was, is you ha can have a little bit of stress in your life. That's normal. But when you have it where it's 100% and you mm -hmm. have that anxiety and that depression, then something's wrong. And I really hit rock bottom with my Meniere's disease. And I knew it was because I was doing a career I didn't like doing. I knew it. Mm -hmm. And so I decided that I would make a change, find work I love, discover my passion, and go towards that career direction and that's exactly what i'm doing today and i can't imagine going back to where i was but through these failures is how i've been born into something new are you thinking of selling or buying your dream home then contact Harrison Domerkin, the people's agent. As a licensed realtor in both Delaware and Maryland, Harrison desires to help you sell or buy your home. And he promises you that your experience with him will be great. Call or text him today at 302-260-0659 or email him at Harrison Domerkent at gmail.com. That's it. That's it. So we, I, you hit the word passion, and I want to talk about passion and I want to talk about purpose. What is your definition of passion? Yeah, you know, um, we hear this all the time, find your passion, discover your passion, seek your passion, go to passion. It's almost become a cliche in our society. Mm -hmm. So in my new book, I really define it. And it's really a short, sweet paragraph. It simply means when you talk about passion and purpose, it's your strengths, your unique gifts, your innate talents, your abilities, what you're good at. You find those abilities you take it into the marketplace into something you like and you go win. For example, you may be passionate about art. So does that mean I'm advocating you to quit your job and go start painting trees <laughs> in the woods? No, because we've got to raise a family. But right. what I can say, and people don't look at this, is maybe your passions aren't, but do you have to be an artist? You can be an architecture, you can be a graphic designer, you could be a graphic design teacher. You can be an engineer. So we find those strengths and our need of unique abilities, and that's our passion and our purpose in life. And sometimes they're different from hobbies. You know, I thought mm -hmm. when I was 15, I was going to be an NBA basketball player. Well, Cliff, I was 5'10", 200 pounds, no muscle. And I could <laughs> barely jump two inches, but I thought I was going to guard Shaquille O'Neal in the paint. <laughs> and so I thought that was my passion at 15. Well, see, that's a hobby. That mm -hmm. was my unique strength. That wasn't my passion in life. And that's how I de de uh, describe it. And I like the way you describe it because I believe that that's where a lot of people get mixed up at. They get mixed up in what is a hobby 
and what is my passion, but I like how you link gifts, talents, and abilities to passion. Okay, so now here I am. You know, I, I'm just during the pandemic, I'm quarantined. I'm realizing what I'm passionate about. I don't know what steps to take. I'm, we're gonna hit something before we go there too. I see your shirt, it says zombie. I heard you talk about that on your TED talk. Um, so how do I no longer be, how do I no longer live life as a zombie and begin to actually step out there in what I'm passionate about? Yeah, there's so many different ways you can do it. And that's what I'm so excited about releasing this book come fall, because I actually give you a manual on how to do it. But I'm going to share with you a couple of things that I think are really impactful that could, your audience could do right now. Okay. And number one is, is perceptorships. So let's say you're at home and you think you want to be a nurse. It would be a great idea to interview a nurse. And how do you do that? You do it through LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the way of the future. Yes. So if you want to find a career and you decided you want to do something and you want to be a nurse, wouldn't it be a good idea to talk to a nurse that's in the field? Because if you start spending some time around people in the field, you learn more and more about the day-to-day -day operations. Now, once this coronavirus goes away, and it will, and we'll go back to live living, um, perceptorships actually hanging out with somebody and seeing what they do for a day or do for a week. Let's say, Cliff, you want to own your own business. I hear that a lot now. You know, people mm -hmm. during this pandemic, they've decided they don't want to work for the man anymore. They want to right. go to business. Mm -hmm. Well, let's make sure that's something you really want to do. Absolutely. So, so you, let's say, you know, I heard a student the other day, he wants to be a software developer and he wants to own his own business. Well, I said, who have you talked to that owns their own software company? Nobody. Well, do you know the day-to-day -day operations? What your what's your expenses on a day? What's your sales? What's going to take you to keep your pro? What's your gross margins? Where are you going to market? How are you going to brand yourself? Oh, well, I haven't really thought about those things. Well, those are the keys to business. Absolutely. So talk to an expert. You know, business people love to talk. There's free websites out there. There's mentors.com and maybe mentors.org. I'll have to check that. But there's actually mentors you can get for free. Free. Mm -hmm. LinkedIn has a platform too where you can sign up. I actually am a free LinkedIn mentor. I'm helping people on there with their careers that want to go into a similar field and talk to them, interview them, spend some time with them. Make sure you enrich yourself in that data before you make a move. And I, I love that because it's educating yourself about it. And I think a lot of people, I look at education. There, there are a lot of people that have had formal educations. We've had formal education, myself and yourself. But there are some people that may not have a formal education and don't even realize the advantage they have now versus back in the day because you have social media, you have YouTube University, LinkedIn University, you have all these opportunities that are presented before you and sometimes we don't even realize it's out there because we haven't sought that thing out so i like how you uh put action in it because i always tell everybody it's great to have a great idea but what's your plan of action how are you going to make moves towards it now you're talking about your new book before we get to the new book because i want to talk about your new book as well let's talk about the uh your book that you have out now the hot seat Let's yep. talk about the hot seat. Now, it talks about a different approach towards, you know, job interviewing and everything. So now with 
a lot with uh, COVID going on, a lot of people have been doing online interviews. How do people prepare for online interviews versus in-person interviews? And to some people that may seem like that's a crazy question, but I know a lot of people that are fearful of having an online interview versus an in-person interview. And then some are, you know, the opposite, but how does one prepare for that? That's a fantastic question because guess what? I get that every day. And a lot of people think that people would be more nervous to talk to somebody in person. Actually, I felt more feedback that people are more nervous this way. And it's especially when you're you're not the, you know, you're typically on the older end of the millennial generation, Mm -hmm. your generation X, and even some of the baby boomers, they're not familiar with technology. So, you know, if you're not familiar with technology, you really need to get immersed with that first. Because one thing the hiring manager does is they judge you within 30 seconds. So they typically know in 30 to 60 seconds if they're going to hire you or not. So let's say me and you get on here for this interview, pretend this is a job interview and you know, I've got light coming down, shining on top of your head. You can't hear me. I'm way over here. I'm, you know, and I haven't really seen, as you can see by my, by you, your background and my background, we prepared the lighting situations for this interview. We prepared the chair height. And so there's actually YouTube videos, and I link to this in my book, that show you how to set up your room to Skype interview or Zoom interview. Mm-hmm. And what I recommend is practice with a friend. That's the key. Right. Somebody that knows these technologies. So what I would do, even I'm not that great at technology. So say it was a new software, you know, Zoom, I would say, hey, you know, one of my best friends, let's get on a Zoom call. I like to practice conversation. I'd like you to ask me some interview questions. And I think job interviewing is mastered actually in phase one of my book. And I, 94 pages of my 186 pages of my book is what to do before the interview, because I believe everything you do before the interview is going to get you the job, your networking, your preparedness and what you do before. So that's the, the key. I would tell people practice, practice, practice. Anthony Baker Jr. is the CEO of a nonprofit community organization called Helping the Homeless. As an organization, they are committed to changing lives and making others smile. In addition to providing hands-on services for the homeless community all over Philadelphia, they also have a Big Brothers mentoring program where participating youth are taught the value of giving back to their community. To learn more about the organization, call 215-487-8589 or email them at hthphilly at gmail.com. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So now they're in the door. They've had the interview. Are there any things that they should do? Should they follow up after the interview or do they wait 
for someone. I don't want you to give away the entire book. I just that's the last question about it because I do want individuals to get enough to get out there and go purchase the book. No, I laugh because I think you've read it. <laughs> so, so you're describing it perfectly because you talk. I, my book's broke down to uh, three phases. Number one is before. And okay. number two is during what you do mm-hmm. during the job interview. And most people stop there. They're like, okay, I've prepared. I've prepared my questions. I've given my presentation. I'm out the door. I'm ready to go. Well, there's a phase three of my book and you need mm-hmm. to do all three phases. And so follow up is key three things of advice real quick number one always send a thank you letter which way do you send it usually i send a longer version of a thank you letter through email i actually handwrite one too because i think it gives you an extra step it's cheesy but you do two things your email needs to be stuff you talked about if the hiring manager is excited say he's like i'm so excited our company grew 23 percent last year and he's passionate about that Make sure to mention that in that email that yeah. you're about to send him. Hey, I know you're excited about 23% growth. Congratulations to your team. I look forward to going in. And then if there's an objection during the interview, guess what the great time to overcome that objection? It's right in that email. So let's say, you know, I may be looking for somebody with some more leadership experience. You might want to write a couple of paragraphs on why your leadership abilities are good, what you've done in that area, and maybe even list some references with phone numbers and say, here are the leaders that I've worked under. and They can talk to you more about my leadership style. Number two is keep in contact with that hire manager. Cliff, so many times students and professionals get mad. They get mad at the hiring manager. They're like, you didn't hire me. Well, you know, blank, 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 blank. And I'm like, that's burning a bridge. And what happens is hiring managers talk to other hiring managers. You don't know. There may be, you may have come in second place and there may be a job open in that same company six months to a year from now. Or that hiring manager might have said, it's happened to me. They're like, hey, Mr. Smith. I've got a great candidate over here, but unfortunately we had an internal candidate. Would you like to interview? And they pass on opportunity. In other words, keep your contact with all your hiring managers you interview with and make sure you follow up on a persistent basis. And I think that that is a a very important key because a lot of people miss that last step that you just gave. Uh, I uh, used to be a program director for a boys and girls club. So I sat on, I've sat on both sides of the table, you know, in my, in my life. But I'm going to tell you what always stood out to me was when individuals sent the handwritten thank you letter or they left a voicemail, some were leaving voicemails, but they were talking back to me, feeding me what I had fed them. That really stood out to me. So that that is definitely great advice with, with that, definitely. Now, let's go to your book that's coming out. What is the title of your new book? The title of my book, Don't Be a Zombie, How to Find a Career <laughs> You Love. Okay, okay. So, and I'm telling you, I love the zombie speech. And the reason why I love the zombie speech is because I use that same concept when I'm giving uh, my speeches concerning purpose, because that's how I describe myself. I was a zombie. I either call myself a zombie or a robot. I said I was a robot because I was programmed by the people that 
were feeding me what I should be doing. So I just became the robot. But let's talk about this zombie type of a mentality. How does one identify that they are actually in that state in their own personal life? I think a lot of people know, you know, according to Gallup, there was this big survey that came out uh, a few years ago, and it was really shocking. It was 153,000 American workers were surveyed, and seven out of 10 of them said they hate their job. That's 70% of people walking That's sad. And I even get jokes now from my friends or, or people on social media, I'm a zombie. And a zombie is somebody that hates their job, and here's the difference. You can hate your job and not be a zombie. Well, that doesn't make sense, Zach. Yes, it does. Because you can hate your job in the moment, but what are you doing to change that? And that's what's scary. That is what is scary to me is that we have so many people walking around. And I say, okay, well, what's your plan? Where do you want to be in five years? What are you doing today? Are you taking some extra classes? Are you using a mentor? Are you, um, how are you trying to move up in your company? What position are you making? I don't know. I'm just, you know, thank God it's Friday and oh God, it's Monday. And we live by these lifestyles and we don't realize how short our life is. And then we end up doing this. And I've talked to many baby boomers Mm. that have had tears in their eyes that have come up to me after a presentation and said, I've wasted my way life away for 30 years doing a job I hate, but guess what? It was that same Monday through Friday ritual that we think as work, and it's just not a wrong concept in today's times. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I totally agree there. Definitely agree there. So when does your book come out? Um, it launches this fall, so I'm trying to work okay. through the publisher details and everything like that, but hopefully um, sometime this fall, maybe October. Okay, definitely keep us posted on the release date of that book as well. Now, we've talked about a lot. We're getting ready to go. Uh, I appreciate you joining us again. Now, here's what I always like to ask everybody. If everybody was to forget everything that you shared with us on this podcast, what is one thing that you would want them to walk away with? I want them to remember a quote. Mark Twain said it best. It said, the two most important dates of your life are the date you were born and the date you find out why. And I want you to find out why. And if you remember that, it can carry you on in life. Also, I want you to give everybody your social media handles and your website, how they can schedule a session with you. You were talking about uh, mentoring on LinkedIn. Give them as much information as possible. Sure. You know, the easiest way, um, and I'm rebranding myself, but the easiest way is ZachBallinger.com, and the website will be changing soon, but it's there right now, and my social media links are all listed, and I have Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. Those are the three main ones I hang out on, one for every generation in the workplace, and you can find me there, and I put a lot of good content on there, and the handle to find me under is the Zach Ballinger, and I'll pull up right away in any of those um, three 
three. And I try to post relative contact tips and ideas and everything like that. More blogs and things will be coming out soon as well as some helpful videos to talk about some of the things you asked me about tonight. Awesome. Listen, Zach, I want to thank you again for joining us on tonight. Thank you for the information that you provided. Listening audience, I encourage you to connect with Zach on social media. If you know you need a mentor, reach out through LinkedIn for his mentoring program, all right? Listen, if you've enjoyed the podcast, I always ask you guys to text 302-648-5544. This week, I want you to text passion. Text the word passion to me just to let me know you listened in and you enjoyed, all right? As I always say, create a great day, walk with purpose, and by all means, execute your vision. Peace. Many people define stagnation as not producing or being at a standstill. I get it. However, I would like to add a little weight to the definition and say that I may be producing. I may be moving. However, my production and my movements are disrespectful to the purpose that's inside of me to the greatness that's inside of me if that's going on that's stagnation as well and that's okay guess why because i have developed a tool i wrote a book called from stagnation to transformation and that book was written specifically for individuals that feel stuck that feel lost that feel like they're just wandering in the wilderness, that feel like they just, I need something is just missing. It's okay. I want you to head over to www.cliftonpettyjohn.com forward slash transformation. There you're going to find a complimentary portion of the book. That's right. A complimentary portion of the book. I want you to read that portion. After that, it's going to ignite such a fire inside of you that you're going to want to purchase the your personal copy of From Stagnation to Transformation. So I want you to do that as well. Why? Because I believe that it'll give you a 21 day jumpstart to fulfilling or re-identifying purpose in whatever core area you find yourself stagnant in. So again, visit www.cliftonpettyjohn.com forward slash transformation.